Okay, welcome back, everybody, to reacting to song lyrics. All reaction, first reaction, no logic. So for this episode, we're going to be dissecting the song Mad About the Boy by Dina Washington. And I think this is from the jazz genre. Again, no research here, just first reactions. But I guess we'll just jump right into it. Since I'm feeling particularly energetic right now. So, gotta keep that momentum flowing. For days that I don't feel that way. Okay, so the first group of lyrics here is... Mad about the boy. I know it's stupid to be mad about the boy. So clearly... In the song, they're feeling, I'm sensing, not shame, but kind of embarrassment that they're so infatuated. Or maybe, you know, they already know them, but they're infatuated. And I feel like I can relate to this by sometimes falling head first um, for someone when it's like just a first reaction or first impression. Uh, I, it's good and bad, I guess. I don't know. But I, I like the song because, first, the singer, you know, beautiful voice. I honestly heard this song probably in a TV episode or a show. I don't remember. But I don't know. I, like, fell in love with the voice right away and... It was just straight to the point, you know, mad about the boy, like the way that the singer sung it, it, it like, I don't know, it was just straight to the point And like, there's no, there's no illusion. There's no mystery to what they're referring, you know, what they're referring to. It's just obsession and infatuation and it's, or just love. I don't know. You know, I would love to kind of like grab a notebook here and kind of see what the differences between all three are but in all three categories you can go mad you know for someone so and then going forward i'm so ashamed of it but must admit the sleepless nights i've had about the boy so you know they're losing sleep over this they're honestly to me that sounds like an obsession something that just they're so excited those moments where you're just so excited you have so much adrenaline kicking in that you you forget to eat forget to sleep you you can like stare off into a wall and like just think about that that's an obsession (laughs) um i've definitely done that though before i don't know about the whole staring into the wall thing maybe like i'll stare into like the sunset or something not directly into the sun but i'll look you know i'll just space off randomly in day-to-day things and then the second paragraph here on the silver screen okay so i want to interpret this as you know this is from a different time period so i really want to say that this is still referring to like television you know or something that's being broadcasted He melts my foolish heart in every single scene. I feel like, you know, they're referring to a movie scene. And honestly, I feel this because this was like probably my first impression when I first saw (laughs) 
<laughs> I first saw Marlon Brando for the first time in uh in one of his films and I didn't know who he was and I was just like so enamored I don't know if I was like intimidated or enamored or both but oh my gosh Marlon Brando he deserves a whole episode on here separately but for the meantime that is as much as I can relate to this song as possible with what the singer you know is saying here but I feel that I feel that you know celebrity crush or just a crush in general and then continuing on, although I'm quite aware that here and there are traces of the cad about the boy, that I don't know what that is, of the cad. It is a different word that isn't used anymore, I want to say, at least from what I've heard. Um, I really wish, you know, I would know what that means, and I can't really research it because the whole point of this podcast is first reactions and then logic or no logic. Um, but although I'm quite aware that here and there are traces of the cad. Mm. Maybe that like, you know, like the boy or the guy that, you know, they're referring to is they're famous. Like they know that they know where they've been. They know. They think they know about them. They know their reputation. You know, I want to interpret it like that. That's that's what I'm sticking with, though. Because it almost seems like the singer is, you know, taking accountability. Like I'm quite aware, you know. Like a sense of maturity. Like I know. And I can relate to that because you know sometimes we fall for different people from our usual type or just different different opinions and sometimes the people that we fall for don't have like the same opinions or perspective as our inner groups like our friends or family and stuff like that and sometimes we hesitate to like bring them up to those loved ones or you know close people but I don't want to say there's shame but there's just like a fear of of a dismissal tone or there's a fear of of reaction you know imagine if we did live in a place where like you just you know there was no malice and like everything that everybody said like was never interpreted as malice because we didn't even know what malice is but that's i'm going off on a tangent here <laughs> um but i guess sometimes we get afraid of of talking about different things or talking about or about maybe changing perspectives or opinions and that that fear isn't because of of what the topic is about i think sometimes it can be we're afraid of the reaction of those closest to us because it almost feels like we have we have to you know choose that ultimatum this or them you know and that's really hard but yeah I think I spent way too much too much time on that one sentence (laughs) but okay going forward lord knows I'm not a fool girl 
Okay, so we have a sense of spirituality in the opposite, in just polar opposites here. You know, she's she's talking about a boy this entire time and she considers her a fool girl. Maybe a young girl or just a girl that is foolish. Doesn't matter the age, you know. I feel like that's going to be me. I'm going to be like 80 years old or 90 or, or I don't know how long I'm going to live. But I'm still going to like be childish in some things or be foolish. I don't know. I just don't think we're going to... I don't think anybody changes. But we might react differently over the years, you know, with maturity. But I think our first reactions, our first internal reactions stay the same. Um, I really shouldn't care. Lord knows I'm not a schoolgirl. Okay, so she's not super young to consider herself a schoolgirl. In the flurry of her first affair so this is this is not the first time that this girl in the song has fallen in love or or just been infatuated or enamored with someone this is definitely not her first crush um and she kind of feels like who cares you know i really shouldn't care that's what it says like I know I have experience. I kind of feel like that's what she's saying here. I have experience. Like, I'm not I'm not a little girl, you know? Okay, next. Will it ever cloy? Oh, that's one of, another one of those words that I don't hear often, you know, in today's world. Um, I don't know what cloy is, which is really, you know, it's bugging me. Because whenever I don't know what a word is, I immediately look for it in a dictionary. <laughs> And I can't do this for this podcast. It wouldn't be fair. It'd be cheating. Will it ever cloy? I want to say, like, will it ever happen? You know, like, will it ever... Will it ever come together, you know? Will it ever, like, you know, will destiny kick in? Like, I feel like this is what I'm what I'm interpreting from this, this tone. This odd diversity of misery and joy. See, again, she's talking about opposites, you know, like boy girl misery joy you know like it's that's kind of like the one of the themes of this song it's bringing together two differences two different things this is so strange um i'm feeling quite insane and young again and in the song it kind of seems like she considers herself mature but she's feeling young again with this boy I'm feeling quite insane and young again. If we were to remove the young part, I'm feeling quite insane again, you know? I feel like maybe she interprets love as just, like, going mad, you know? From the beginning of of the song, but... So, I guess in my perspective, I'm like, what? So you can't, you know, you can't fall in love and be sane, you know? Like, when you you fall in love, do you automatically go insane? Is Is that how you interpret love you know like i'm just these are the things that i ask myself like what like why do we associate like love with young or like youth you know youth and and state of mind this is so anyways 
I feel like topics like these, like, get me going and, like, it makes me want to, like, think about them all the time. I don't know. I'm not frustrated. I'm just, like, excited because, like, you know, intellectual stimulation for me. And all because I'm mad about the boy. So, again, she's referring, the singer is referring to this because everything that I'm saying, every 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 crazy thing that I'm saying in this song, you know, in, in their words, you know, this is my interpretation. It's because of this boy, you know, like... And it almost seems like she knows she's, like, on the brink of, of losing her mind. Or maybe she thinks... Okay, I probably shouldn't crack my knuckles. But she probably feels like all of this over a boy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, like, her tone here. But, again, like, she's like, who cares, you know? I can respect that. So the last paragraph here is saying so if i could employ i know what that means yeah a little magic that will finally destroy it kind of seems like she wants to get rid of this feeling if i could like have the choice of not or if i could just remove this feeling to let these feelings you know be destroyed and then it says, this dream that pains me and enchains me, but I can't because I'm mad. I'm mad about the boy. So she's she's so infatuated. She's so enamored that it brings her pain and she feels like bonded to this. Like she feels like she no longer has free will over this. And she's going mad over this boy. You know, that's what I like about this. It's a bit dramatic. But it's only dramatic when you read the lyrics, in my opinion. You know, it's only dramatic when you look at things from a clinical perspective (laughs) as what I'm doing here. As I previously mentioned in the last episode, it's like when you read the lyrics first and then listen to the song, it almost seems like you take this as like, you don't incorporate the art you know, of a song. You're just reading it. And how you read things, how you... how your mind just kind of like separates topics and views themes or just reads in general, I guess, it really will kind of change your perspective on things versus like listening to a song. You can listen to a song one time and you can be like, oh yeah, I liked it or I didn't like it. But if you listen to that song over and over again, I feel like you understand more and more and more or more things catch on. But by reading it, I almost feel like reading the lyrics, you're like taking the music, the the magic away from the song, you know? Because when I listen to the song, it makes me feel like I'm ready to be like enamored with someone and I don't care, you know? But when I read it, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't good. Like, she feels pain and she feels, like, enchained to this feeling. And it's like, well, I don't want to feel that way. (laughs) But sometimes we don't have a choice, you know? We fall in love and we fall in love and that's it. We just, we're like, hopefully this doesn't, all this wasn't in vain, you know? But (laughs) that's just my first reaction with no logic no research to mad about the boy by dina washington